When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I had a whole plan for today and I usually post on social media before the week before I publish a podcast to get your guys' feedback and to get your input, which I have really been loving doing. So the plan for this week was to talk about basically how we can identify a list of characteristics and experiences that we'd like to have. It's kind of like manifestation and setting a vision for ourselves and then how we can start to just basically become that character in life and how we can watch our reality take form. But I had something really devastating happen yesterday. I definitely will be pausing because this is like really emotional and really raw and really fresh. So apologies. If you hear my voice crack, listen, I... I'm an emotional person and I've never cried as much as I have in the past couple of days. But the reality is, is that I don't only want to show the highlights and the good sides of things and, you know, all of the pre-scheduled content. The way that I approach content creation and the way that feels most authentic to me is to be very reflective of what I'm currently going through. Because when I'm in those moments, I'm able to, you know, share what I'm experiencing the most accurately. And I find that to be not only very healing for myself, but it is something that I am really able to connect with others through. So I will be coming back to that topic at some point, but I do really feel like I wouldn't be doing it justice if I were to start talking about this right now, because, you know, the topic of designing your character and designing your life is very exciting to me and it's something that I have a lot of fun with and it brings me a lot of joy and it's just something that really releases my inner child. However, I'm really just not in that headspace right now and I want to really be able to do that topic justice. So I hope you understand that I'm just going to be postponing that episode and I don't honestly have a plan at all for this week. Maybe I'm thinking that I'm just going to do more of a casual conversational episode. This is something that I like to do every once in a while just to check in and not be on such a 
kind of script not that I really script my episodes very much but I think there's something to be said for just sitting down and talking and expressing and it feels like when I put these episodes out I'm having a conversation with a friend and in my experience conversation can be so healing so we don't always have to be so performative in conversation. I find that the less performative and the more vulnerable that I am, the deeper of a connection that I feel with those around me. And that may not be the case for everyone. Some folks, you know, may not resonate so much with that. But for me, that's just always been something that I've felt like I have a hard time showing up and like faking an emotional state. Something I've really noticed in the last couple of years in experiencing loss and grief and a lot of change and struggles with my mental health is how uncomfortable we are within ourselves but also with others in our grief and in our sadness and in our anger and I don't know, it's just such an interesting thing to experience being on the receiving end and also on the side where I'm doing the consoling or trying to. It's just something that I find so difficult. I never know what the right thing to say is. And when I'm in the position of being the one that's grieving or being upset, I don't necessarily know what I'm looking for either. What I found within myself that has been the most healing has been to really allow myself, it sounds cliche, but to just feel whatever it is that I'm feeling in the moment and not try to run away from that feeling or numb it. And there's certainly times myself where I will kind of spend a little bit too long in an emotion where I almost drag it out. This is something that I've done for a long time where if I'm feeling sad, like I will go in to that emotion to the point where it's like, okay, I think you're overdoing it a little bit. Like I'll put on a really sad playlist and I'll almost like romanticize that state of being because in a way there is something cathartic about just being able to fully go into the depth of that emotion. But like I said, sometimes I think that that can become too much and there is a point at which we need to allow ourselves to feel joy again and even if it's a fleeting moment to be able to just allow ourselves to have a break from feeling sad and feeling grief. So it really seems to be taking form as I begin this episode and I really don't know how long this is going to be is Surrounding the conversation of grief specifically and dealing with loss, but also dealing with difficult emotions and challenging times. And I think that we all deal with this in different magnitudes. I know over the last couple of years, so many of us have dealt with a lot in not being able to see our families, in being separated from one another, in being on such polarizing sides of the spectrum and having conflict through that and loss of relationships, loss of control. And so even that in and of itself is a very painful thing that we've all experienced. And then on top of that, you know, inevitably we've also, for many of us, dealt with things on top of 
the already very traumatic experience that we've all collectively had. And so I don't really know if this is going to be of any comfort, but if you are in a state of grieving, whether that's grieving change, I know that that's something that is less spoken about in terms of making big life transitions that are supposed to be exciting and we're supposed to really look forward to them and then just feeling the sense of emptiness and sadness and loneliness I want to talk a little bit about that or if you're grieving you know the loss of a loved one or whatever that may be a relationship a family member or a pet because as you probably will have seen these are all things that I've experienced in the last year and most recently you know to be quite honest with everyone and to be upfront about what I'm going through we really suddenly lost our cat yesterday in an accident it was very sudden and unexpected and it's the first time that I've ever lost a pet at least a pet of my own and as I've gone through this absolute nightmare for the past two days I have really asked myself what my intention for sharing this experience was online. I almost felt a little bit of shame about wanting to share this experience that I'm going through. I felt called to share that this had happened. And part of it was because he was in my content a lot. And, you know... I would talk about him in my podcast and online and, you know, I think people would check in on him and ask about him and so part of it was that but also at the same time I was really asking myself why why I would want to share aside from that fact and, you know, I had all these like narratives running through my head about what it would mean to update you guys and to talk about this especially so soon after it happened I was worried that it would look like I was asking for sympathy or that I was insensitive sharing it so soon after it happened but then I began to realize we're in a state of being so far removed from living in community As of right now, my partner and a few close friends are really the only people that I see regularly. And I realize that when we're in these when we're in these experiences and we feel called to share, quite often the outward appearance is that it's bizarre to share something like that because, you know, why would you be publicly talking about something like grief or something that you're struggling with? And the reason that I brought up being so far removed from community is that it really actually feels good to receive kind messages and it's healing to have your support. And I think in the past, we were much more connected as a community. I've been thinking about this a lot about how, you know, in our parents' generation, when someone passes away, we are so... You know, we're taking time out of our lives to be there for that person in whichever way we can. And, you know, I remember receiving meals and people bringing over gifts and flowers. And it just sort of feels like that is not as 
prominent within our generation. We've just kind of become so disconnected in that way. And it's to the point where I don't really know how to navigate conversations about grief. I don't really know how to be there for people because the only way that we're really used to being there for people is digitally. And so I think when we're sharing challenging things, part of us feels like we're questioning our intentions. Am I asking for sympathy? But I think what we're really longing for is that sense of community that to some extent, many of us feel like we're missing. And at the same time, I posted something about Leo, my cat, on TikTok. And I thought to myself, I share so many good things about my life, so many uplifting positive messages, but I so rarely know how to navigate sharing difficult, challenging things. And so part of my journey is to be able to let go of any preconceived notions I have in my head about what it means to be open about challenge. And there's so many narratives that come along with that. I think part of the fear of sharing something that's challenging or that you're grieving with or that you're sad about or that you're upset about is this dynamic of comparison, comparing each other's grief and comparing each other's sadness to somebody else's and using that experience to devalidate what we're feeling right now you know with phrases like it could be so much worse and think of all the things you have to be grateful for I talked about this on TikTok once about how it's so interesting how we're so quick to minimize difficult emotions like grief sadness anger however we would never think to do that with happiness so for example if I shared something that I was really happy about I would be very surprised if people reacted in such a way that was minimizing that. So if they were saying, well, you shouldn't be happy because there's someone out there who is probably happier than you and has way more reasons to be happy about their life. And it was really interesting because I received a couple of comments and had a conversation about this because it's not black and white. It never is. The person who responded to this video said, I think when people say that it could be so much worse or think of all the things you have to be grateful for, they're ultimately trying to help. And of course, I do that all the time because I don't know how else to react and respond to difficult emotions. So I do try to reach for a happier thought or a something I can be grateful for. However, when you are in that experience and all you really want to do is just feel the sadness feel the grief allow yourself to go there fully and not necessarily need to replace the grief that you're feeling with gratitude in that moment it can just be really devalidating and discouraging to hear that in that moment when you're feeling that pain and i think another reason that we say this and that we try to put ourselves in someone else's shoes who might have it worse than us is to apply perspective to the situation which is valid and also to be able to relate and connect to the pain of other people so rather than using the fact that other folks may have it harder or different or worse than us as a way of 
not allowing ourselves to feel the pain of what we're feeling, we can use it as a way to connect with other people and to empathize and to allow their grief to be heard and to be held where possible. I really hope this is making sense. To be honest, I am just kind of going wherever my mind wants to take me with this episode. Um, But yeah, I had mentioned at the beginning of the episode different ways that we grieve and some that are less spoken about. Of course, losing a loved one is... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One of the most common ways that we experience grief. However, something that I think is less spoken about is the grief of losing a prior version of ourselves or the nostalgia of a prior version of ourselves or something that we are moving away from and change can be really difficult. And, you know, the projected image that we all see and that I have certainly been responsible for in the past when it comes to things like travel or things like moving to a new city or quitting your job is all very positive in my opinion and all very rosy and empowered I don't know if it's just me, but some of these major life changes, while there were things that ended up being the right choice and that I was really happy that I made those changes, in the moment were really painful and I wasn't expecting that. To get a little bit more specific, when I really started to experience major change was going through a bit of an identity crisis when I graduated university. 
At the time, I was living with my sister, who is one of my closest friends, and I was working at this job that I was having a really hard time with mentally. I had a really good group of friends. I was living in Ottawa, and I started to decide that I wanted to make a change. I wanted to leave the job. I wanted to move away from Ottawa, and I wanted to do something drastically different. It was kind of the first time that I had consciously made this type of choice that felt like my own and that I was really excited for and that I felt very empowered by. And from an outsider's perspective, it was probably a very exciting time. However, when it actually came to making those changes in my life, I was devastated. I remember on my last day of my job, just walking home and bawling my eyes out. I really wasn't prepared for that emotion because I had been so looking forward to leaving and to quitting and to moving on that I didn't really prepare myself. Not that I think you really can, but I just wasn't aware of the fact that I was going to be going through this massive grieving process of a former chapter of my life. And as much as I was unhappy in that job, it was a really formative chapter in my life. And I made some really good friends that I worked with. And I think the excitement to start a new chapter overshadowed the sadness that I would feel in making that change. And then on top of that, you know, all of the momentum in my life was moving in the direction of getting out of the situation that I was in. So I sold all of my furniture on Facebook Marketplace. I listed, We listed our apartment. All of these decisions and these big changes and this, you know, evolution and a new chapter that I forgot that I was leaving my sister and closing that chapter. Once again, I just remember sitting in our apartment in Ottawa that we shared together for a couple of years and just bawling, bawling my eyes out, being devastated. And, you know, it's a similar kind of feeling to when you leave home for university or school or whatever it may be. And you kind of have this realization that you aren't sure if you'll ever live with your siblings ever again. Wow. I'm really sorry. This is a very emotional episode. I'm unpacking a lot. If you're going through something, I hope you find this cathartic because, yeah, I'm, I'm rewinding a lot and I'm bringing up a lot of difficult situations, but in sharing this, I hope that maybe you feel a little bit less alone in whichever change you're going through, partly because, yeah, I just feel like these, these things are so glorified and glamorized and they can be really hard. So if you're going through any type of transition and change, or even a good example of this is when I went abroad, I went traveling, or I guess I shouldn't say traveling necessarily, I went to teach English in Thailand, and I was in this period of time where I was so empowered and wanted to make so much change and felt like I really needed to get away from everything that I knew, and once again, all of my momentum and all of my energy was channeled towards that change. Once I actually got there, I had like a period of a couple of days if not weeks of like a deep 
depression. And when we talk about things like solo travel, I just find that the typical narrative is that it's so healing and it's so amazing and you learn so much about yourself and that's absolutely true. It was probably one of the most transformational few months of my life because I really didn't have anyone else there to distract me from everything that I was going through. But I don't think I've ever said this before, but my experience traveling, being in Thailand, being abroad, was one of the most profoundly lonely and some of my lowest lows that I've ever had. I was, I just felt so isolated and alone and you know, you're in an unfamiliar culture and you have such beautiful people surrounding you and it's nothing to do with the people that you're meeting or the experiences that you're having. It's just the reality of making a change and being in an unfamiliar place. And I think a lot of folks love that. They love being in an unfamiliar place and being able to adapt and learn. And I certainly do as well, but there's just such an element of like discomfort and culture shock and the adjustment that you don't expect that you're going to need to make to literally being in a completely unfamiliar environment. And when it came to my anxiety at the time and anxiety that I felt since, it has very much been in this loss of comfort and this loss of routine. And I think we tend to, when we think about solo travel and, you know, being nomadic, it can just be very glamorized. And I very much think that it is for some people. And I thought it was for me for a long time. And I may change my mind on this, but as of right now, I am such a homebody. I am obsessed with creature comforts. And I really don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I really can't see myself living abroad again, at least not anytime soon. For me, I think the period of my life where I left Ottawa and then I went to work at a summer camp and then I lived in Toronto and then I went to Thailand and then I moved to Vancouver, I think it was all very focused on change and a lot of discomfort with some of the things that I was going through. And I felt as though making a drastic life change would heal and soothe that discomfort. And it's very cliche to say, but there's that book that's titled Wherever You Go, There You Are. And that's kind of the biggest takeaway that I had from all that travel and all that change is really grieving old versions of myself. And you know, I was so desperate to run away from them that I thought that changing my environment would be the solution. And don't get me wrong, I certainly think sometimes it is in some ways, but it's not the whole solution. It was really interesting, actually. My partner and I, as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, we went on a road trip a couple of weeks ago, I guess maybe a month ago, and we had thought that we were going to be gone for two weeks plus. This is now the second time that we've gone on a trip and left it really open-ended and ended up coming home early because I'm just in a chapter of life where I'm so comfortable at home and I realized like when we were on our trip it was amazing and beautiful and don't get me wrong but there was just this element of like 
we're just kind of driving around trying to find ways to fill our day and just looking for this experience of novelty but really missing home and why are we dragging this out and it was kind of awkward and I guess there was a bit of shame in admitting that we just like wanted to cut our trip short and go home because you know you've told friends how long you're going for you're so excited you're sharing on social media how great this trip is and then to admit that you're okay with ending it feels a little bit weird and a little bit strange but I guess it's just something that I've been getting a lot more comfortable with lately of not needing to prolong things out of any obligation to maintain appearances or you know to say that I'd done a certain thing and take something off my box it's like in this moment I am craving the comfort and the safety of my home so I'm going to do that times of change and grief and loss have more than anything revealed to me the absolute importance of comfort and community and this is something that I think many of us have realized over the course of the past couple of years many of us have realized that we actually really like being at home and we like the place that we live and our community and we have maybe shifted our approach and our attitude towards travel and I think I certainly have and going back to this idea of comfort being able to not always need to throw ourselves outside of our comfort zone I know that it's something that I talk about and I think that we can really grow from being outside of our comfort zones. But I think when we're dealing with this kind of shock of our life changing in big ways, for example, losing someone or a big life change, it's really important to soothe ourselves through being surrounded by loved ones, by allowing people to help and support us and not feeling like we always have to put on a brave face and you know, soothe the other person. You know, I've noticed this a lot and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, how uncomfortable it is to have conversations about grief and how our tendency is to bypass our own feelings. And, you know, this happens a lot in conversation in people saying, well, they're not suffering anymore or whatever it may be and trying to find the silver lining. And I think this is a very natural and normal tendency, but to be able to just hold space for your own grief and that of others and just accept that despite any silver lining things can be really painful and really hard and to the extent that we can just allow ourselves to be fully in that place I think can really help us to heal through it and that's what I'm feeling right now I'm feeling like I'm not expecting just because Certain people may have a narrative that losing a pet isn't challenging and maybe on some level prior to losing a pet myself firsthand, I would have had that same attitude. I don't know. I don't think I would have, but I do find that it can be quite minimized. And I guess what I'm trying to say is regardless of that, regardless of whatever narrative that you may have about what it would mean to fully allow yourself to just feel what you're feeling and not try to avoid it and not try to minimize it. I think can just be so healing and also to lean into the support systems around you and not feel like you're being a burden. I think we all are at the point where independence has been so put on a pedestal that we find it really hard to reach out and ask for help or just for someone to 
chat with us. I have been reaching out to a few friends asking for comfort content because I'm really just craving watching feel-good stuff and reading good books and listening to podcasts that make me feel happy or, you know, less alone. So yeah, I really hope that if you are going through something similar or if you ever are in the future, you can come back to this episode for a bit of comfort and take care of yourself. I know I'm going to just really rest and relax and spend time with people that I love and not feel like I need to rush through this experience and be on a certain timeline. So I know today was a bit different, a bit shorter and very emotional. So once again, um, thank you for being here. Thank you for all of your messages. They mean the world to me and If you are going through something similar, you have. I'm sending you healing and love, and thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.